on page 8 in Sif Zayin of the Mimer. We just finished off by explaining this whole thing was in order to explain and say at the beginning of Sif Dalid. He said that when you're arousing Hashem's desire to be king, it draws down a renewal of vitality in all the worlds and all the creations. And that's the explanation of what it says. There's two in this. One is that this type of ischatris that comes through the avoida of the creations, which are to the creator, can only be and Hashem's great goodness, His essential goodness, which knows no bounds, knows no limits, and therefore even can allow the creations to arouse Him. The second Indian in this statement is that his chadrus, this re- renewal of vitality of all creation, has to be tamidis, constant. That's what it says, The reason is because the creation of the world is in, is in a way of derech yesh something from nothing. And therefore, if it's yesh the yesh, the creation has to be constantly be renewed, created from its source. That's the, that's the idea, that the ayin, which creates it, is constantly found within the yesh, which it is creating and enlivening it and bringing it into being. And then we said, we'll understand this, the Levusha Nefesh, the Oisius of Machshava, compared to the Oisius of Seichel, which the Oisius of Machshava are the Metzius of Oisius, the Hagdara, the Hagbala, or the Oisius of, of um, Seichel, the Oisius of the Kreichas Nefesh, or just the Mahus of the Oisius, which is just the Gili aspect. And that's how we basically proven. Now back to page 8, the Force of Zion, how... Um, so therefore being that this metzius of the Isis of Machshava compared to the Isis of Seichel Midas, which is just the Mahus of Isis it's Abderech Yashma'ayin the creation of that type of existence of the metzius of Isis compared to the Mahus of Isis is Yashma'ayin and so therefore um, we see that the moment that you stop your seichel stops working, or your midas, if you stop having a feeling, automatically the oasis of your machshava become nothing, they disappear as if they never existed. Whereas in the case of ilva olul, of cause and effect, if it wasn't, that's the opposite, that's the totally other side of the spectrum of yashmi'ayin, ilva olul, the olul, the effect, is already a yash la'atzma, it has its own entity, to the extent that it has its own metzias, its own kiyum, Without the, without the source of the effect, without the cause, even when the cause stops, it still exists. That's the difference between yesh me ayin. The whole kiyum of the yesh is specifically when the ayin is mashpia boy, is giving it life and sustaining it. But the moment that the ayin stops being invested in the yesh, then it will be misbattled the of the yesh. But being that the whole way that it's descending here. Is a way of yesh me yesh, one existence deriving from another existence. Therefore, even when the source, the cause stops, the ul, the effect, will not be in this battle. And we said the example of like an, an apple or a grass which grows from the koyach the vegetative property within the earth, which are, this is a yesh me yesh, because even the koyach even though it's a very spiritual koyach, it's still a koyach prati, it's a specific koyach which is found within the earth. And therefore, even when you cut off these the apple, the grass from its source, from the Kayach HaTzimech, it still exists, it still has its, its taste and its smell, which derive from the Kayach HaTzimech, and it, beca- it doesn't become this battle out of me, all of a sudden it doesn't dis- disappear when you disconnect it from its source. And the reason is because any Ilva Ol, it's not a Schatris, it's not a new creation, it's rather just a deriving of one, mit- one existence from an entity from another entity. 
that even the mucker, even the source, they like in our example here, the Kiyachatzimech is already in Mechustavr, it's already existence, it's its own entity. And therefore, it's the drawing down of the um, effect from the cause, it's that it's being drawn down. It's just coming down to be deriving another yesh, one yesh to another yesh. So if so, um, the that which is born, that which is brought about from this ila, the ol which is brought about from the ila will also be a metzias made its own existence, its own independent entity, just like its source is its own mahusa metzias la'atzmai. It's already an independent existence. It's already a created, defined entity. So therefore, that which it produces will also it will also be a metzias la'atzmai, its own independent entity. That's where we stopped. So now, Sif Zayin, Omnam, this all applies with the process of creation, which is in a way of ilvalu, cause and effect, where it's one yesh to another yesh, and therefore, being that the source is already a yesh, therefore the cause will also be its own yesh and can exist without the cause. Avil be yesh but when we're talking about yesh me'ayin, the creation of something from nothing, where the yesh never existed beforehand, it didn't have a source within the ayin at all. It's not just a direct descent, a chain, um, a development from the source. That it's brought about in a totally new existence here, not just a development, a derivation from a higher existence already. And the creator, the source of the yesh, the ayin, is not in existence, its own entity in and of itself compared to that which it brings about, which it creates, which is called, that's why it's called the ayin, compared to the yesh. It's not in the same realm of existence at all, therefore cannot be called a yesh, a yesh yesh. Here, the ayin is totally incomparable to that which it brings about. Therefore, it's like a schachus, it's totally new existence which is brought about here. The ayin is a level of divinity which is on a totally incomparable plane than the yesh. And the Yesh, the existence, is brought about from the Ayn in a way where it, it, it's a um, it's a metzius, it's an existence which is totally incomparable to that which it derives from. That's the difference between Yesh Me'ayin and Yesh and Ilva'ol. the Ol is also Lufi Erech, the Ilo. Whereas Yesh Me'ayin, the Yesh, is totally Lufi Erech, incomparable to the Ayn which creates it. Therefore, being that the Yesh is totally incomparable to the source of the Ayin, Enemus have it. So that which is produced is not brought about in such a way where it can be its own independent entity. That can exist even without the power which is enlivening it, which is giving it being, bringing into being. And bringing into being this new existence, it cannot exist independently, whereas in the case of Yesh Me'esh, being that the source is already a Yesh, and there has a comparison in comparison to the Ol, um, therefore it can already exist independently without the Ila. Whereas here, the Ayin, the source, is totally incomparable, so therefore it's a totally Hishachos, a new existence here, this Yesh, so it cannot exist, it has no Kiyum without the Koyach, which is constantly, which is bringing into being every moment. Because it's not just an extension of a previous Yesh, here it's a totally new existence, a new Be'ein Aruch, type of existence from the Ayn. Therefore, it has to constantly be um, created. The sustaining of the existence of the Yesh is only as long as the Ayn, the source, is constantly giving it energy. Now, this is the reason why the letters of thought 
automatically disappear the moment that the energy of your intellect, of your emotions, stops. There being that the way that the letters of thought are created from their source in Seichel Amidis and intellect and emotions is in a way of a totally new existence of Yashmihain, like we said, because the Oasis, how they exist within the Kreichs and Nefesh, Seichel Amidis, is only the Muhus of Oasis, which has no comparison to the Mitzis, the Hagdara, the Hagbala of Oasis. So, being that the way that they are, they are created, they are brought about, they are produced from the Seichel Amidis, is in a way of a totally new existence. Yashmihain, Lachin, Hine, Behechich, Shetia, Ischachis, Tomid, therefore, there has to be a constant renewal of these letters of thought in order to exist from the Seichel Amidis. And the moment that the energy of the creator of these letters of thought stops, so that which was created is going to be totally nullified and disappear. The letters of thought are going to disappear as long as, as the moment that the contemplation or that the emotional experience stops, the letters of thought will stop. Because the way that they exist is in a way of Yashmi'ayin from the Kech Senefesh. Even though there is a seemingly a place in intellect to say that the reason that the letters of thought are bottled become totally nullified when the energy of seichel or the emotions of the intellect stop, you could say seemingly logically you could say the reason is that's because the letters of thought are garments for garments of expression for the intellect of the emotions and therefore automatically when the light of your intellect or emotions stops automatically the levush of expression for the this automatically becomes nullified and stops seemingly it seems logical to say that when there is no mislabish there is nothing which is in clothing which is becoming expressed through these levushim, then automatically there stops being the levush also. So seemingly that could be the reason why the oisis machshava stop immediately when the seichel amidis stop. Not because it's a yashmi'ayin, just because when there's no nothing to mislabish in them, to use them, automatically they have no use. They become this battle. Of the emes, in levush But the truth is that such a levush, that what what type of levush, that the moment that, the, that which is enclosed in the garment the garment also becomes totally nullified. That's truly only true specifically when the existence, the entity of the levush is created something from nothing from that which is enclosed into it in a way of yashmi'ayim. Meaning the truth is, it's not just because this concept, this logical idea that if there's no malubish, then there's no levush, there's no necessary, no necessity for a levush. The truth is no, like we're saying here, that that only applies when the levush is being created from the malubush. Like we're saying here, that the Isis Machshav are being created in the Yashmi Ayin from the Kechza Anafish, Seichel Midis. Avol Kasher is Havas Levushu Bederech but when the garment is brought about in a way of Ilvalol, chain, a chain of descent, of cause and effect, meaning not in a way of Yashmi Ayin, in a way where it already existed in a higher level, like we said earlier, in the way of development of Ilvalol, cause and effect. The all the, the effect is an existence by itself, independent existence without needing its its source. Being that it is own, its own independent existence, why should it be nullified when the malubush, when that which is enclosed in the garment is is gone? Meaning it has its own existence. So when we're talking about a something which is it comes about in a way of illival cause and effect and the all the effect already already has its own independent existence because it derives from something which is already a yesh its own entity 
So being that it's its own existence, why would it be in battle when the Malubash, when the Ilul is not enclosed in it anymore? Only when the existence of that Ol, of the Yesh, comes about because from the Malubash, in a way of Yashmi in a in a creation, something from nothing, in a way that it has no comparison to the source, then you can, that's, that's when specifically you can say that its existence is dependent on that which is enclosed within it. Not just because of this logical idea that if there's no malubish, then what's the need for a lavush? <clears throat> that concept only applies when the lavush comes about in a nisavas yeshmi'ain from the malubish. Whereas if it would just be a ilava it doesn't need the illa to exist. So it could exist even without the illa. <clears throat> so now let's bring this to above in godliness. We see a similar concept. <clears throat> that even when there's no, that there's such an idea that it, when you're talking about something which is, which is brought about in a way of ilva'ol, so therefore it has its own mitzvahs without the illa, it can exist even after the malubish is not mislabish anymore. So similarly, we find above a godness regarding the vessels of the ten spheres of atzilus, they're also called garments, like we see. Like it says in the Medrash or in the Zayar, that when within ten garments, Hashem clothed to create the world. These are referring to the ten kalim of the ten spheres. That through these kalim, Hashem expressed His simple, abstract divinity in specific ways to create the world and different entities in the world, which are specific creations. Now, the, the vessels of the ten spheres of Atzilus are garments of expression, just like the letters of thought, just like the thought is a garment of expression for the intellect and the emotions. <coughs> so now here's the point. So in the says, that if the if the godly energy would be removed from the kalim of the ten spheres, they would be left just like names with like a body without a soul. So when the oyer, when the malubash is nostalgic, is removed from the levush of the kalim, we say that no, it doesn't. Its existence doesn't totally dissipate, become nullified. Rather, it's just like a body without a soul. The body still exists without the soul in it. So therefore, that's the question. It's not understood. How could it be that the kalim remain just like a body remains after the soul is removed from it, and they don't become totally nullified? These kalim, when the oyer becomes nostalgic from them. Elam who like rather the reason is like we said before because the kalim the ten spheres have their own unique source which doesn't derive directly from the oyer which is mislabish within them and therefore since they have their own source they're not in this battle when the oyer when the mislabish is removed from the levush and what is the source of the kalim that is the level of divinity called the trace the Rishim, which refers to Hashem's Hashem's ability to limit Himself. This is the source, the divine source for the idea of Kalim, which are basically limiting, defining energies and godliness, which define Hashem's simple abstract energy and make it be expressed in specific ways of chesed or gvura, etc. So the source, the unique source of the Kalim is not directly from the Uyur, which is mislabish within them. Rather, it's from a high divine source of the Rishim, Hashem's ability is potential to limit himself, to limit his energy. This is the idea of this, the seven names of Hashem. These seven names of Hashem, which we can't erase, they are, like we just called them in the Apostolio, the, so the Kalim of the spheres are called Shmohan, names. So the, sign, the seven names of Hashem are seven different ways that Hashem can potentially limit Himself and express His simple divinity in specific ways. These are the specific divine energies and powers 
of, of the Rishim, which are found within the Kalim, giving the existence to the Kalim. And from this specific energy of the Rishimu is the existence of the Kalim, and not from the Oyer, which is Mislabish in it. But nevertheless, the only way that this um, energy of the, of the Rishimu, Hashem's ability to have limitation, can bring about the Kalim is only through powered by the Oyer the inner godly light, which shines within the Kalim in a concealed way. And through the Oyer is drawn out that the Oyer Rishimu, that the light, the, the divine energy from the Rishimu, should bring about the existence of the Kalim. Meaning you have to have a partnership here. You can't just have Hashem's power of limitation bringing out the existence of the Kalim. You need also a divine energy to actively create these Kalim. Because Hashem's power, the Rishimu, is more just the Koyach It's something which limits, something which conceals. But just from concealment and limitation and contraction, you can't have creation. Creation has to have a positive force of divinity which is bringing it into existence. So that's why you have to have the Oyupinimi shining in a concealed way, obviously in concealed way, because if it was in a revealed way, it wouldn't bring about a Metzius of Kalim, which concealed the Oyur, rather it would bring about a Metzius which is transparent, translucent. So therefore the Oyupinimi has to be the power behind bringing about this Metzius of Kalim, which is created by the um, power of Hashem to limit, to limit his energy, the Rishimu. Meaning to say that the being that the creation of the Kalim, the ten spheres of Atsilis, is in a way of Yeshmi Ayin from the from the Rishimu, but not from the Oyer, which is Mislavish in them. Therefore, they have to be constantly renewed from their source. They have constantly renewed from their unique source of the Rishimu with the Oyer Panimi, constant with the Oyer Panimi shining. Um, together with the Rishimu, with the Koychus, the Oyrus and the Koychus of the Rishimu. So that is the idea of the Kalim. So even though the Oyr, the Oyr Panimi, could be mystalic from the Kalim and they still will exist, that's because they're being created every moment from their unique source of the Rishimu, but by way of the Oyr Panimi. But still, their unique source is not the Oyr, which is mislabish of them. Rather, they have a different source. Just like, now let's take this to compare it to the creation of the worlds, just like the creation of the worlds. The actual creation it derives from Hashem's name, Avaya, which is the name of Hashem, which refers to the simple divine energy of Hashem, Hashem's just infinite expression, which that power of infinity has the ability to bring something out of nothing. Ki Havaya Lashem Havaya, and that's why the, the name Havaya is from the expression, from the same etymological, etymological root as Mahave, creator. Because it refers to the divine energy, which is, has the ability to bring something out of nothing, which is the Shem's infinite revelation. So the Etzemisavos, the actual creation, comes from Abaya, from the Shem's infinite energy. But the actual creation, in actuality, he be Shem Alikim. It derives from the Shem Alikim, which implies Tzimtzum. Shem Hashem Bogin Alikim. That Abaya is the Shemis, this is just the revelation of the divine energy, and Alikim is the shield, which conceals the sun, the energy of the sun, the heat of the sun. So Elikim is what actually allows for a creation of finite ent- entities. If it was just for the expression of Avaya, there would never be a finite creations, finite limited creations. So the etzem, the potential for creation of something from nothing comes from Avaya. But the actual creation of these limited creations comes about through the concealment of Elikim. So Hine Kain who the Kalim. So too we can apply this to the Kalim of, a, of a, the ten spheres of Atzilis. Shashon Humina Shimu. Their actual source 
their ability to exist comes from the Rishimu, the power of Hashem to limit. Avol, his havusam, the poyu, but their actual creation and actuality, what brings them into existence, what powers their existence, is the positive energy of the Oyrakav, Hashem's finite expression, revelation of divinity. Lozois, like I said, there has to be a positive creative force behind this limitation of the Kalim. And therefore, even being that the light of the Kav, of Hashem's finite expression of energy, shines within the Kalim in a concealed way, even when it is removed, like we said um, from the Tukhani Zayar, that when the, right, when the light of the Kav is removed, it, the Sphiris, the Kalim, remain like a Kagufa with the Lanish muscle. So even when the Oyer removes from them, there is still an aspect of the Oyer Panimi, which is still Malubish in them in a concealed way, which is giving the existence of the Kalim. Besides the Oyer, which encloses within the Kalim and expressed, is channeled through them, there's also the Oyer, which creates the actual Kalim. The Shutfas, the basically working together of the Koyachar Rishimu and the Erpanimi, which is actually bringing the existence. So there always is an aspect of the Erpanimi Behelim within the Kalim. Therefore, even after the Erpanimi is mystolic from them, there still remain, like a body remains even after the soul is removed from it. And they don't become totally misbathal because they have their own source directly from the Oyur of the Rishimu, which works together with the Erpanimi but in a Hellenic way. And therefore, even when the revealed Oyer Panimi, which actually channels through the Kalim, is removed from them, there is still an aspect of the Oyer Panimi, the Helim, creating them. So they have their own source, therefore they don't become this battle, even when the Malubish is removed from the Mislavish, from the Lavush. So the conclusion is, that the letters of thought have to be constantly renewed from their source, from the intellect and emotions, because... Not because that when you don't need, when there is no malubush, then there's no need for a lubush. But rather because the existence of Seychelamidis is create the existence of the Oasis and Makshav is created in a Yeshme Ayin from the Seychelamidis, therefore they constantly have to be renewed from that source. And they're not a ilva ol from something higher. They're not just a direct, a direct chain of ascent from something higher. Therefore they have to be constantly renewed. Just like the Kalim have to be constantly renewed from their source in the Rishimu. Even when the Oyur, the inner Oyur, is mystolic from them, there is still a Oyur Panimi which is creating them from together with, like we said about the Havai and the Kim, working together to create the actual world. So the Kalim also have the Oyur Panimi and the the Koyches of the Rishimu which come together to create them. Omnam, however, now regarding the the concept and the way of this renewal of this new creation, how this ischatus happens, how it is. So remember, all this is only to explain that the ischatus, the renewal, um, this arousal of Hashem's will to become king for the new year is drawn down in a new way on Rosh Hashanah, a general life force for all the worlds. That's what it means. The fact that Hashem allows us to arouse Him, even though we're finite creations, which have no relationship, connection to the Creator, that is only His, his essential goodness. And the second idea is here that, that this, this renewal of energy for all the worlds that happens on Rosh Hashanah through our display of Bittal to Hashem has to be Tamidis, The reason is because anything, the creation of the worlds is in the way of Yashmi Ayin, and therefore, anything which is Yashmi Ayin has no comparison to the source, has to be constantly created from its source. And the Ayin has to be constantly found within the Yesh to bring it into existence. And we said we'll understand this through the Levushi Nefesh, 
have no comparison to their source in the Kriches and Nefesh, because the Oisius and Machshava are the Metzius of Oisius, the Hagdara, the Hagbala aspect, and the Oisius and Machshava, the Oisius which exists within the Kriches, are just the Behus of Oisius, the Gili aspect. Therefore, there's no comparison whatsoever between them, and therefore they have to be constantly created from the Oyer of the Seichel Midis. And therefore, immediately when the Seichel Midis stop, your letters disappear. Now, However, seemingly at first glance, it's not comparable to the way this, this is within our soul, to the way this is above in godliness. The idea of the oifin, the way that these chachas happens. That within our soul, the renewal, the new existence of the letters of thought, from the Kriches and Nefesh, Nidme, Shenasim, and Melai, Dechidesh, Mekoidim. It seems that it happens automatically from the the renewal of their source, meaning the Mekoidim, Machshav, Hemid, Sesechel. The source of the thought is from the the emotions and intellect. So automatically, when there is a revelation, a drawing down of the energy of emotions or of intellect, automatically the letters of thought are created. So it seems to be a automatic a type of chiddush from the from the mucker. Like we see clearly within our own souls, within our lives, that all when there's a revelation of an intellectual idea within your mind or a emotional experience you're going through, automatically there's brought about an abundance of letters within your thought, with a great flow of letters. When you're going through an intellectual, when all of a sudden you experience an intellectual uh, innovation or emotional experience, all of a sudden, automatically, your 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 mind is your your thought is full of ideas of letters, which are made up of letters. But the difference is that this is oifin of his here above in godliness. We have to say that when we're talking about the letters of thought and divinity, this. His this renewal, this bringing into being of a yesh of the letters of thought and godliness, is a true essential chiddush. Being that the letters of thought and godliness are a true yesh something from nothing, which means that they don't exist within their source. They're a totally new existence, new creation from the source. Rather, their creation of the letters of thought and godliness are a total new creation. So, if so, how could it be? a creation of letters of thought and godliness automatically through the oyr, through the source. Being that the source has no comparison whatsoever to that which it creates. That's the idea of yesh me'ayin, that the yesh has no comparison to the ayin, to the extent that the yesh calls its source an ayin, and non-existence, non-existence because it's not in the same realm. So if the source is totally uncomparable, to that which is created, how could it be automatically when there is a shining of the source automatically the creation comes about automatically. It can't be automatic. The oyer with the source has no comparison. It's ain't about at all to that which it creates. So it's not going to be an, a memeladic creation because there is no comparison. It's not just an automatic thing that happens. That's only only can be automatic if the source is just a if that which is produced from the source is compared to the source and has some relationship to the source. Here, there's no relationship. So how can it be? So seemingly within our soul, this happens automatically. The oisis and machshava automatically are are produced when your seichel are working, 
Whereas in, in godliness, you can't say that because the oyer, the ayin, is totally bein aroich to the yesh, and it's not going to be produced automatically. Rather, the letters of thought and godliness have to be constantly renewed from its source in a true essential chiddush, because they have no comparison at all to their source. Therefore, it's a essential chiddush, something which is just totally a, a true chiddush. Now the answer is to this question is even though within our souls we don't feel that this is true that it's a chiddush the oisis machshav or a chiddush from their seichlamidis we feel like it's an automatic process that when you have an emotional experience automatically letters are created the truth is it's just that we don't feel it like this but the truth is that even within our souls the oisis machshav are a true chiddush. The reason why we don't feel this experience, because you cannot have, within the human experience, you cannot have a revelation of intellect or of emotions without the channeling, the channel of expression of thought. So therefore, you can never experience seichel until there are letters of thought. So therefore, even though the letters are created, are a new creation from their source, from the seichel amides, but when do you experience that? Only after the letters are created. So you didn't even realize that these letters didn't happen automatically because the first time that you experience this, the first time you realize that you had a seichel, you had a regish, is the moment that the letters are already created. But the letters are not an automatic process. They're not a, a gradual step from the oyur of seichel this. This is a yesh me'ayin amiti. It's a true new creation. But it's just that you don't experience it until the letters exist, which allow you to, under- to, allow you to feel your emotion or to, un- to be aware of your intellectual idea. So when the light of intellect is revealed, automatically there's brought about letters. That's how we experience it. But the truth is that really within our soul, within ourselves, it's not like that. It's just that you don't become aware of it until there's letters. But the truth is that the letters don't, it's not an automatic close relationship between the Oyra Seichel and the Isis Amachshavah. But above in godliness, there can be a revelation of Oyer even before there is a garment to channel that revelation. So therefore, that's why above we can understand this idea a little bit, a little bit better, I guess. Because Gili can happen without a Levush, whereas within our soul, an awareness of this Gili only happens after there's a Levush. So therefore, that, that's why you feel like it's an automatic experience. And the Levush of, and the godly level of the Letters of thought of Hashem has to be um, renewed and created in the essential and a real chiddush from its source. And therefore, since it's a chiddush atzmi, it has to be a constant ischatris. The truth is, this is also the is also true about our soul, but we just don't experience it like that. Now we come to the end of the Maimer So now this is the explanation. What is the holiday? The sages say on the on the verse. Uh, just going back to the to the beginning of the Mimer for a second, he said, Blow the Shreifor in the month, beginning of the month of Tishrei, Bekesa, on the appointed time for the day of our holiday. And we said, the sages say on that verse, what is the what is this holiday that the Bekesa also means in Lashon Kiswi, which is covering? What is the holiday that the Chaydish, that the month, that the moon is covered up? On that holiday, all the other holidays happen, happen on Tesavav, which is the, it's a full moon, it's not covered up. That's referring to Rosh Hashanah, which that is the only holiday which happens at the beginning of the month when the moon is still covered up. It's not a, it's just renewing. So that's why it's Bekesa, you're blowing the shape for Bekesa on the day of the month, the first of Tishrei, which is still the moon is covered.
So that's Rosh Hashanah. The Rosh Hashanah, Shaboy, who is Chachasarat and Lucha, is returning to the Mimer. Rosh Hashanah, in which we said, explained earlier, this is when there's a renewal of Hashem's kingship, because we're arousing Hashem on Rosh Hashanah to be king anew for the new year, and therefore brings about a, a renewal of divine energy for all of the creation. So on Rosh Hashanah, in which there's a renewal of the Hashem's will to be king, this chidish, this renewal of Hashem's kingship is covered up, is concealed on this day of Rosh Hashanah. What does this mean? So again, two explanations, one al Pashut and one according to Pneumius, according to the deeper explanation. Al Pashut, so the simple explanation, this chidish, this renewal of Hashem's kingship on the Rosh Hashanah is still covered up, is still concealed. This renewal of Hashem's kingship and automatically thereby the renewal of the divine energy which is going to be given over to all of creation for the whole year, this chidish of this energy of creation which comes about through our arousing Hashem to be king of the year is still concealed. Like the sages say, we only judge a person according to his deeds in that moment. Meaning a person is judged every moment if he's going to get the blessings from Hashem according to how he's acting right now, not just how he acted on the Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the general judgment of how much he, of how much divine energy, how much Shefa Bracha he's going to get for the year. But that Shefa Bracha doesn't have to come down physically to express itself physically. It can still remain in the spiritual source and eventually be experienced by the Neshama in Gan Eden or after, afterwards in Elam Abba. But in order to experience that bracha, actuality, throughout the whole year, you have to be acting properly the whole year. So you only are judged according to your actions in that moment. And on the Rosh Hashanah, through the divine service of accepting upon yourself the yoke of Hashem's kingship, and through your tshuva, your repentance, your return to Hashem, from the depths of your heart and through the Avedah of blowing the shoifer, which is really just an expression of your crying out to Hashem, Father, Father, I want to come close to you again. So through all these Avedahs of Rosh Hashanah, we have more meritorious in our judgment for the new year. And therefore automatically you're drawn down because of your Avedah Rosh Hashanah, an abundance of blessing for the new year. However, but still at that moment on Rosh Hashanah, Everything is still only in godliness, in spirituality, and is still concealed from the person down here in the physical world. It's not yet expressed to actual physical blessings. Because the sages say that a person is judged every day how he's acting that day. How the general blessing that was drawn on the Rosh Hashanah is going to be expressed specifically on each day is dependent on a person's actions that day. So this is the simple explanation why this new renewal of energy that we get on Rosh Hashanah through our Avodah is still miskas, is still hidden because even though it was drawn down to the source of our souls but we don't experience it, it's still hidden from us and from our actual everyday experience until we act properly every day of the year, then we can experience that revelation of that energy we got on Rosh Hashanah. But the deeper explanation now of why it's about this new energy which you bring about Rosh Hashanah is still concealed. It's because this divine energy, which is drawn down for the new year, is coming through a concealment and contraction. In order that the divine energy should be drawn down only to a proper place, so, meaning only to the to the Jewish souls and not to Klippa, etc., and to Tuma. In order for the energy to be drawn down, focused, concentrated to the right place, it has to be focused. It has to be concealed, contracted. Just like if you just shine in general light, then everyone's going to get experience this light. But if you have this laser or you have like a you're shining a light through a specific 
channel through a tube, then it's going to be focused in a specific place. So too, the divine energy for the new year that we draw down Rosh Hashanah has to have go through a tzimtzum, a kisui, a concealment that should be focused only to shine to the right places. This is what it means when it says in the verse, there's a kisui, a concealment for the sake of our holiday. The fact that the divine energy for the new year is still concealed, is covered up, and it goes through a process of contraction of, in order that it should be drawn down to a proper place, focused to the right place. To the Jewish souls, this itself, this concealment itself, is chagenu, is our holiday, is our rejoicing. Why? Like we said in the beginning of the Mimer, which is the plural, Chagenu. It's our holiday, meaning not just the Jewish people, but also Hashem's holiday. Chag Yisrael. It's a holiday for the Jewish people. Because all the influx of divine energy, of the blessings from above, come to us from above, not through intermediaries, meaning not through different levels of godliness or different mazolis, a mazolis. So we don't have a mazol. Our divine energy is expressed, comes to us directly from Hashem. And it's also a holiday for Hashem. Just like, by analogy, a father has a deep pleasure in giving presents or giving whatever to his children. So to Hashem, our father has great pleasure giving over blessings to the Jewish people. That's what it means, our holiday, in the plural sense. Because it's a holiday for Hashem, because he has a deep pleasure uh, which is the whole idea of a holiday having pleasure, having simcha, to give over the blessings to the Jewish people, which is happening on Rosh Hashanah, a new influx of energy for the new year, and it's a holiday also for the Jewish people, a simcha for us, because this blessings which we are receiving through our Veda Rosh Hashanah is not something which is bread of shame, meaning not something which we didn't work for, which is anything that you receive just as a gift, not that you work for is kind of, you feel shameful, I didn't deserve it, I didn't work for it. The 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 which we have and the chag which we're experiencing from this influx of this renewal of energy in Hashana is because this all this chayis the new year comes came through our avodah in Hashana became and through our fulfillment of teremitzis the whole year. So this kesa, this this focused symptom which focuses the energy that should only be drawn to us, is that itself it's a chagenum. It's a holiday. It's a tainuk for us, even though it's coming through a tzimtzum, because it's allowing the energy to get to us. Therefore, it's it's a chagenu, it's a chag, it's a oinig, a simcha for the Abishter because he's giving us blessings, and he just like a father has oinig simcha giving his son shefa. So to Hashem has oinig giving us shefa, and it's a chag for us because we're getting blessings, and the fact that the the blessings came about through our avodah of the whole year and our avodah of Rosh Hashanah makes it even more. Pleasureful. You feel so much better when you worked for what you got. A person wants in the one measure that he worked for rather than the nine measures that his friend worked for and he didn't work for because he, he did it. This is the end of the first mimer of Tafshin Aleph.